Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to Live Inspired Podcast Monday Morning Moments with John O'Leary. I record these so that you and I can begin our days and our weeks in awe and on fire with a burst of inspiration. And today's question is this, how shall we live? How shall we live? Ecclesiastes reminds us that death is the destiny of everyone. And the living must take this to heart. So let me ask the question again before we begin today's episode. How shall we live? As an awkward St. Louis University freshman with few friends on campus and little idea who I really was, where I fit in, how to act, or what to major in, I met someone who positively changed my life. Mark Haberberger was so vibrantly alive, charismatic, and joyful that I wanted immediately after meeting him to be just like him. In fact, because I met him, I pledged Phi Kappa Theta fraternity because Mark was in it. I majored in finance and informational technology because Mark said it would lead to a good job. I spent the majority of every afternoon in the quad because Mark took up residence there and his magnetic personality attracted everyone to join him there. In addition to being gregarious, Mark was also selfless. Knowing that I loved St. Louis Cardinals baseball, he took me to Ozzie Smith's final game. Knowing that I loved the St. Louis Blues, he invited me to the game where Brett Hall would end up scoring his 500th goal. And knowing that I had nothing to do on Valentine's Day, Mark insisted that I get out of the dorm room, join a bunch of the buddies out, and toast collectively to our love of life. Mark's smile lit up entire rooms. His energetic demeanor made everyone near him feel as if they were the most important person in the world. And his exuberance for life made us all want to be a little bit more like him. In other words, passionately alive. Which made the phone call on October 6, 1997, impossible to understand. In the kitchen of my childhood home, those gathered heard me answer the phone with a courteous, Hello? What followed, though, grew steadily louder and more demonstrative. Whoa, whoa, what's wrong? Dude, slow down. What are you talking about? Who told you? Are you sure? Dude, are you serious? How did it happen? Who else was with them? When? Where did it happen? Are you are you sure he's really dead? In a dazed mix of disbelief and brokenness and anger and raw despondency, these were my first pain-filled questions after receiving the call that my dear friend was involved in a late-night single-car accident. But the question quickly shifted to a far angrier and harder to answer Why? Why did this happen? Why was he driving? Why would the most joyful, vibrant person any of us knew pass away at age 21? And why would God allow this to happen? Why? 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 I've been hearing the question why a lot over the past few days as we wrestle with another profoundly painful loss in our community. A soccer teammate of my oldest son, Jack, was involved in a fatal single-car accident last weekend. Cole and Reagan and Jacob all passed away in this accident. 
Two other passengers were severely injured in it. The sadness can be felt far beyond the schools where these young people attended. And the question that many are asking today, and it's a reasonable one, why? The righteous anger, the suffocating heartache, the agonizing grief demanded the answer to why forces all of us to pause our lives, take inventory on where we are, and reassess what we know matters most. Mark's death years ago challenged all of us to recognize that if the most vibrantly alive person any of us knew could pass away, then none of us were invincible. If a few seemingly inconsequential decisions could lead to an accident that would change all of our lives, then we should all be far more intentional in our lives than we've been in the past. If we were all transformed positively through the goodness, the kindness, and the joyfulness of one young man, then we should all strive to do likewise through our lives for others. And if the previous goal had been to merely get through college in order to secure some job, well then we should aim much higher, shine far brighter, and strive to be used for something truly good, meaningful, and lasting. Following Mark's death, there was an agonizing season of profound sadness, of doubt, of darkness, and of unanswerable questions. Enduring that season required us to grieve in our own ways, to lean into others, to cry often, to ask for help, to pray for strength, and to somehow keep moving forward when it was often the last thing that any one of us wanted to do. And time, though, came an unexpected season of renewal, of rebirth. This period led to a far greater engagement in our faith, developed far deeper friendships, led to greater involvement in the community, and a desired boldness to live well. While alive, Mark Haberberger revealed what living inspired looked like in action. His death taught us to stop merely observing it in someone else and to start living it ourselves. Knowing that tomorrow is not promised. I want you to hear that again. Knowing that tomorrow is not promised. Let's agree to actively, vibrantly, faithfully, and joyfully live this day. And... Let's keep those enduring heartache on this very day, both in our prayers and memorialize them through the manner in which we lead our lives forward. My friends, today I remind you that this is your day. What a gift it is. Live inspired. <laughs>